gentlemen welcome back to podcast room 303 i'm your host jermaine cologne mendez this is my co-host nicholas morhan and as always we have with us epe today's episode 144 we're getting into the baseball playoffs review that's right some some baseball is finished we'll get into the alcs the nlcs those series have already kicked off and then we'll cover the nfl week six and get into nfl week seven and as always, we'll get into Eric's favorite head-to-head. How are you doing this evening, Nick? So we're sitting here and we're watching uh, the NLCS right now, the Phillies and the, the Padres. What percentage do you guys think former players or umpires are former players? What percentage of baseball umpires, right? Correct. What percentage of baseball umpires were former players? But are you talking like triple A, double A, college, or did they play? We'll say above they we'll say at least four years of high school baseball. Oh. Oh, I would say like eighty seven percent. Okay. Forty five percent. It's actually like five to ten percent. The correlation between former baseball players and umpires is shockingly low. Wow. You didn't even play high school baseball. Like that was the bar. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like to play a full to play high school baseball all four years. It's very. It's shockingly low. Somewhere around ten percent. All right. So, did you bring this up to make a point, or just a fun fact session? That umpires don't know anything about baseball. I was ready for the. I was like, "What? This is not just coming out of nowhere, bro." It was. It was because I'm. I'm watching it. The thought popped in my head watching the NLCS, but then I had to tune it into all umpires are bums because they've never played the game. So, as Nick alluded to, that's what we're all watching right now. The Padres currently have a seven-four lead. We are now through six. Um. We're the bottom six with one out. How you doing this evening, Nick? I mean, Eric. Uh, doing good. A little sad. Uh, you know, I was kind of hoping to be at the Padres Phillies game today, but my roommate just didn't want to buy a ticket. So, you know, it just unfortunately we're here recording instead of at the Padres game. But you know, next time we'll catch them on the next go around. Weren't tickets yeah, like yeah? Weren't that's tickets what like four hundred bucks? Oh, I just went through a tunnel. Fuck you, Eric. Weren't tickets like four hundred bucks? Uh, yeah, decent seats were like five hundred bucks. We were trying to get a. We looked at um behind home so, plate. I looked at some tickets behind home plate. It was like twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. So the to get if you went third base line in the even number one hundred sections, you could could have got like a four hundred and fifty dollar ticket. Um, you know, with taxes and fees, you're probably pushing close to six hundred. But to be at this game, to experience this, um, yeah, I would have paid that happily and had a blast. Especially especially the Padres are down four, and then you have Brandon Drury and Josh Bell go back-to-back 
on Nola, right? The Philly starting pitcher. Josh Bell is loving being on this team, by the way. Did the 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 trade for Josh Bell? I I said this when the Soto trade happened. I I'm fine. the The exchange for Soto is was crazy enough, and I think I I think that both sides won, or that 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 both sides got good value. But the fact that the Padres got Josh Bell is incredible, and everyone discussed it as if he was a throw on. He was he was hitting better than Soto this year. I know he's still hitting better than Soto, bro. Um. Yeah, so that really blew my mind. And then they got off the Eric Hosmer deal as well, who yeah, was, who, just... who never really panned out. They added Brandon Jury, and then they brought in Josh Hader. Um, yeah, the Padres did some magical things at the trade deadline, and it was pretty awesome to see. But um, before we delay any further, let's go ahead and uh, get into the baseball playoff review. So, Nick, do you have the – um ds's yeah i have it i can pull it up here okay so um as we discussed coming out of the wild card you had the padres and phillies and you had the guardians and who lost the strohs guardians and who lost the strohs mariners Oh, okay. I think it was. Yep, Mariners. Yes, good, good call, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. So, so coming. So we'll we'll start in the American League. Soto went on that ball. That's ridiculous. Um. Ooh, just barely. Oh, okay. Sorry. So American League, <laughs> uh, wild card, uh, games between the the three and the six. The three Cleveland Guardians. The six Tampa Bay. Cleveland ended up sweeping that one two zero in the other series. Uh, Toronto, the four seed. The Mariners, the five seed. Seattle, the five seed, playing with house money, won that one, swept that one 2-0. In the National League, number six, St. Louis, playing number uh, – or number three, St. Louis, playing number six, Philadelphia. Philadelphia won that series 2-0. Um, the number four, New York Mets, will met against the number five, San Diego Padres. Woo! San Diego won that uh, 2-1. Uh, that set up a matchup then in the uh, AL of number two Yankees against number three Guardians and number one Astros against number five Mariners. Uh, unfortunately, so we go the wild card is a three game series. The NLDS is, is a five game series and the CS and the World Series are all seven game series. So unfortunately, Seattle's luck ran out. Their uh, Their house money ran out. Uh, Houston swept that series 3-0 to move on. The Yankees in a thriller last night uh, beat the Guardians through and out. They they went up early, but in a in a game five, the Yankees beat the Guardians. Guardians pushed the Yankees to the brink. So before it, we go, before we go any further, how uh, how pissed is God at the Indians slash Guardians? This is the second playoff series. I'd call timeout so the other team can win. I mean, I'm personally very ecstatic about the first one. I think it was by timeout. The Lord needed a restroom break and to refill his nice water cup, you know, shadow water cup. But to do it against the Devils team, you know what I mean? Like, come on, let's be honest. The Devils, the Yankees are the Devils team. <laughs> God moved. God moved on from this backwater planet years ago, so... 
I don't I don't think that that he uh yeah, I mean the, the I, be, I believe the Indians have now the uh longest active uh championship streak or championship less streak in sports history. Can you look that up, Eric? Yeah, they they should have the record. I think it's in the 70s now. In the seventies, I thought it was like fifty something or like forty eight years or something. Oh, I, uh, I was under the impression it was sixty something when they were playing the Cubs. So, oh well, then yeah, that would that would make sense. And by the way, this is the I think this is the yeah, maybe maybe it might be that. Oh well, so so the that set up a an ALCS of the uh, Astros and the Yankees, uh, the top seeds Ooh. in the American League. Uh, in the NLDS, uh, the number two Atlanta Braves played the number six Philadelphia Phillies, and the number one Dodgers played the number five San Diego Padres. Amazingly enough, both seeds, both lower seeds moved on, uh, both by winning the series three to one, and this series wasn't even really that close. Uh, so right now, if we're, we're watching game two of the Phillies and the Padres. Philly's the five seed, the, uh, or sorry, the Padres, the five seed, the Phillies, the six seed, which means that uh, San Diego somehow magically is a five seed has home field advantage. Uh, throughout I was, the, throughout the I NLCS. was blown away by that dude. Yeah. Um, so this, this sets, this sets up an, an interesting debate that we've had a talk about on the podcast before. And essentially what it is, is this new format and, in baseball kind of punishes you for being a top seed because you have to wait at least let's say five days before you play a game. And when you're facing bullpens that are throwing 97 and above and starting pitching that throws, you know, 94 plus on average, it's kind of hard just to jump back in. Uh, yep. Yeah, I mean, maybe, it's you know you still have a super talented team and from the end of the regular season and waiting for that stupid wild card one game playoff you still waited about four days until you played a game so you know four to five maybe they added a day i don't know if it's be better if you want everyone to talk about how, how you're this good be better bro well so here's here's my thing right what 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 can we point to right now? I, I'm on your side, Jermaine. But like, let's okay. So then, let's actually like point to something in like something tangible in the playoffs that that can say, okay, this we're starting to see a trend. The Astros are the number one team. The Yankees are the number two team. They're both in the ALCS, right? The Padres beat a Dodgers team that is notoriously terrible in the playoffs and cannot win in a, in a shortened season, right? This Phillies team beat a Braves team that is probably got hot near the end of the year and, and probably was, was uh, the least happy to be the number two seed, I guess, because they couldn't keep playing, but they faced a Phillies team that is lit that we've been talking about for years, probably three years now. That is literally built for postseason baseball, and you, you don't do want not, to see this team. You, yeah, yeah. Because if you think about postseason baseball, but so I love to say that um, the MLB is just 
a series of a, a series of random events that somehow over 162 games adds up to patterns. So if you take postseason baseball, it's basically what lineup, what pitcher, and what bullpen you can trot out there so that you can reduce randomness as much as possible and win the game. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. That's what you're shooting for. Yeah, that's what so, ball is built on. In a Padres lineup where you're looking to reduce randomness and, at randomness and trot the best on-paper lineup out there, opposing teams facing the Padres have to face Schwarber, Reese Hoskins, JT Realmuto, Bryce Harper, Nick Castellanos, Alex Baum, Gene Segura, and that's seven. <laughs> that's one so through seven. Wild. That, so for those of you listening, it's not the Padres roster that Nick just named off. It is actually the Phillies. Yeah, well, um, you get what I mean. Quick little slip. And then uh, to answer that Guardians question before we go a little further, uh, shout out to EPE for getting us this. They're tied for 73 seasons. That's their current drought right now. Tied for 73. But there's okay. three more MLB teams who have World Series droughts that extend 50-plus years. Would you care to guess the other three? Say that again. There are three more MLB teams with 50-plus years of not winning the World Series. The Oakland Athletics. Oh, nope. Yep. <laughs> you, you opened with a, oh, fuck. Take that back. 50-plus uh, years. You have four. Boy. We'll give you five more guesses, and then I'll just give you the list. So, Do I get to guess? Yes. <laughs> no chance. You looked this up. Um. Oh man, dude! Every, every team. I just give me the list. Every team that I keep thinking of, I it has won a championship. Texas Rangers, because okay. they lost in in the World Series. You have the Cin- oh, sorry, Cincinnati sorry. Reds. Rangers at sixty one. The Reds are not one. Really? There's a team in that division though that hasn't. One one in fifty years. The Pirates? No. The Pirates aren't on there. No, not not over fifty. Does that mean the Padres? The Pirates have not won a championship. <clears throat> well, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I wonder, the Phillies this, this, then probably. No, no, I'm the Phillies won the recently. Just I'm just going to give you one of the lists. The Milwaukee Brewers at so Rangers at sixty-one, oh. Brewers ah, at fifty-three. Ah. Padres at 53. The Padres have won a championship? I don't think they have. Oh, okay. That's, all right, that that's... streak's coming to an end, fellas. Ah, dude, first of all, you ain't going uh, – first of all, I'm calling out for a week if the Padres have a, uh, a Thanksgiving no, – sorry, not a Thanksgiving parade because it won't be Thanksgiving. But if they have a parade – your boy's not going to work for a week. I'm letting you know right now. And I'm not taking PTO. I'm just not showing up. <laughs> Charge it to the Padres. Charge it to the yeah. game. Yeah. 100%. I will lose my shit, bro. So I don't want to derail the podcast, but I have a quick question for you guys. We can answer it quickly. We can keep pushing. Oh, communion so, with E? Impromptu so, two communion with E. Whoa. <laughs> So I, I, you just mentioned the San Diego Padres. Um, you know, there if they win, they'll have a, a parade and will most likely attend. I saw a video of somebody online suggesting that they add a bye week to every team that's scheduled for Thursday. So the week before their Thursday game, they get a bye week, a second bye week, 
and it would push everything back one week, which would make the Super Bowl the Sunday before what is it, President's Day? President's Day. And then everybody could have that Monday off, considering it's probably the biggest sport in this country. Do it you is think America's a, sport? It used you, to be baseball, it's now football. Do you think that's a good idea? Do you think adding a second bye week or just scrapping the Thursday night game? What would you recommend? Scrapping the Thursday night game or adding a bye week for any team that plays the following Thursday? So th- scrapping Thursday night's not going to happen purely from a monetary perspective. So I'm not going to suggest that. I honestly think Thursday night football is the drizzling shits. And Thursday night should only be reserved for college football. Um but the NFL insists on giving us weird days of football. And so that's where we sit. This second bye week thing is something Nick and I suggested when they recommended extending the season anyway. So you have two supporters in an extra bye week just already. And in fact, on this podcast, we have previously discussed a bye week before Thursday to prevent players from getting into 17 car crashes on a Sunday and then having to get in 12 car crashes on a Thursday on three days rest, not even rest. Cause you have to practice and game plan. Dude, you're in there, you're getting treatment. You're, you're studying film. Like rest is a relative term. Every every time I hear an executive from the NFL or an owner, and this is the last thing I'll say, but anytime I hear an executive say, you know, we care about player health or player safety Thursday night football. You clearly don't care about player health or safety. You hear the you hear the latest thing. You hear huh. the latest thing. They uh, Amazon next year is now going to have a Black Friday game. I know. I had the same reaction. I don't want to watch football on weird days. What the appeal for NFL is that I could sit on one day and watch all the games. That has always have- been the appeal. We already now, have Turkey Day football. Yeah, and we get to watch great. We get to watch another Red or another Commanders Bears game on Black Friday. <laughs> great. Another Russell Wilson primetime game. Super. <laughs> I get to watch the Panthers and the Falcons or whatever you're going to give me. Yo, did you guys know that after you play in London, you get to pick the following opponent from your schedule? Did you know that? What? Oh, I did not know that. Where are you yeah. getting this from? So it was Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner on an interview after he was say he was talking. To, it's one of those like ex players interviews. He was with I think it was with Pat McAfee or something. He was like, yeah, he's like the Packers after the London after you have a London game, you get to pick your opponent the following week. You get to tell the NFL who you want to play based off who you're scheduled. I mean, obviously that you have to be playing them that year. And he's like, and they picked us. And he's like, and they picked us. And they shouldn't have picked us. I was like, oh. That's got to be something that, like, the coaches say to give them extra motive. That doesn't seem how, – like, how are you letting teams pick their opponent after a London game, but you're not, but you're fine with players going on three rests from Sunday to Thursday night football? Well, so know. the London thing actually makes sense <clears throat> from an organization perspective. So it was probably bartered by the owners that this be kind of a requirement because – the New Orleans Saints lost a ooh greatest sound in the world. The New Orleans Saints lost a home game being the home team in London. You know what I mean? So that's you're not getting that revenue at your stadium. So giving them the option to pick their opponent kind of makes sense. It seems like something the owners bargained for. Now, 
I don't know if I can corroborate this or how accurate it is. I, I know that Sauce Gardner is in the NFL. So I will I will lend credence to him knowing more than me. <laughs> and so I will default to him, especially since it sounds pretty reasonable. But that's crazy. That kind of gives you a betting nugget on these London games. Although Green Bay just completely shit against the Jets. So that's, that's not the choice. But... It's pretty fascinating to hear out loud. Let's wrap this uh, playoff review and then well, get into the AL and NLCS. Well, here's here's what I'd say about the playoff review. At the start, moving forward, at the start of every MLB postseason, there should be, it should be minus one ten, minus one ten. No, in terms of like series winner. Um, you you could probably you, you will not find any. Uh, you will not find an opponent in me if you bet the dog in every series. No, yeah, absolutely not. Here, here's what's crazy. We should have known that the Phillies and Padres would be here because of how hot they were in September. You talked about how the Phillies were. I talked about how the Padres were, and we both sat here and ignored what we always beat our chest about in baseball. You bet who's hot right now for the World Series. Right. And and that's what's even more prophetic about Manny Machado and the Padres beating the Dodgers. It's like Freddie fucking Freeman had the audacity to say we were hot for seven months of this year. Um, and then and then they went and got asked out by the Padres. And the Dodgers have an absolutely disgusting lineup. Like, what we're not telling you about Josh Bell against the Dodgers is Josh Bell got benched because he wasn't hitting. There was not timely hitting. He got benched for, I think it was game three. So, like, the Dodgers have no business... You know, fuck the Dodgers. I'm glad they lost. I'm so thrilled about that. It just it warms my it just warms my balls, bro. And I give Manny so much shit about it, even though I'm not, I'm like a. That's funny. I just texted him a picture of Manny Machado blowing kisses. I, I, I send him I send him a picture every day. Every day I send him a new Padre picture. Bro, so I sent him that video that you sent about the guy calling the Dodgers ticketing. Uh, office. That video was I, I sent him that video as well, and he was just like, that's the most PG savage I've ever seen. He was like even upset about them calling it savage. I'm like, it's ruthless to call up their ticketing. <laughs> to yeah, that is a great... If you guys haven't seen that at home, go look up the dude calling the Dodgers ticket line. That is... That's it's great. hysterical. It decked out in Padres gear. He's got the camera set out, speakerphone. It's fantastic. All right. Let real quick hitters. Um, did Machado just go yard? Let's go. Wow. Did he? Yep. Let's go. Third, nice. home, third home run this postseason. Um, all right. So quick hitters. ALCS, Yankees versus Strohs. Who do you got? Uh, Eric. Strohs. Nick Strauss. <laughs> Yanks. Um, NLCS. Nick. I'm, I'm I'm interested to know why you said Yanks. Real um, quick. I just think that I think the Yankees are playing with house money right now. They should not be here, in my opinion. I thought the Guardians were going to sneak that game five. I don't think they should be here. 
They should have if it wasn't for that goddamn rain delay. Yeah, I honestly God I, God hates the guard dudes. I I can I was actually going to use if asked my opinion on why and not just my pick I was going to use the opposite, which was I don't think the I think the Yankees should have been here quicker than five games. And Fair the Strohs and the Strohs did exactly what they needed to do. So the Strohs are the are the better ball club. But does that extra time off hurt them? Yeah, that, I'm betting the Yankees, bro. No. I'm betting the Yankees. They have the lineup to get in that bullpen. I I think it'll be fascinating. I'd be shocked if this game is if this series is as cookie cutter as everyone says. Astros are are definitely the favorite. But what's an Astros sweep? Ooh, that's a good Eric. question. All right, so that's the ALCS. You two have Strohs. I went Yanks. Probably more to be contrarian than anything. Uh, also, I just can't stand the Astros, and I'd rather root for the Empire. You know, what I mean? if you ask me to choose between the Empire and um, the First Order in Star Wars, I'm taking the Empire, bro. Yeah, that's and that's kind of what this feels good comp. like. This is good what comp. this feels like. Um, they don't have. Uh... They don't have a, a series like a, a game, but the Astros are minus three ten favorites. They don't have anything for sweep. They not right now, not currently up. But if it does, I'll keep monitoring it. If it goes up, I'll let you know. I think it's because the Yankees and Strohs are in the first already. I think that's why all the it, yeah they took the bets down because it opened. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's up already. Yeah. yeah. So with that being said. What's the what are the Yankees odds? Uh Yankees uh plus 1.75. Oh, he got the whole barrel on that home run. Plus 1.75 Yankees. That's a fun bet. Yeah. Padres are minus 115, Phillies are minus 110. You guys are going to have to keep me updated on that Padres game putting the Bulls on. <laughs> Friggin' bandwagon fans. Who, me? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, oh, dude, I am the first person to tell everyone I'm a bandwagon fan for the Padres. All right, uh, so. It just took moving here. All right, so NLCS. Phillies. You got Phillies, Eric? I got a quick question. Nick, you're all things baseball. Which team has a better bullpen? Uh, probably the Padres. Josh, for that reason, Josh Hader has has regained his playoff form. September that, was a good month for him. For that reason and that reason alone, because I think they're pretty evenly matched. Other than that, I'm going to go Padres, but I could see it going either way. This is such an awesome series. Like four or five years ago, we all scoffed at Bryce Harper and Manny Machado signing those three hundred plus million dollar deals, right? We were all sitting here beating our chests like, no, don't do it. No, don't do it. You know, obviously they added more more players. You have to. You, you're not just winning with one. But, yo, the fact that they're playing this series is awesome. I'm going with Manny Machado and the Padres. I'm so biased. It's not even It's not even funny. But uh, that that's who I'm going with. Of these four teams, last quick hitter, Nick, who do you have winning the World Series? It's going to be the Strohs. The two you had in, uh, before the playoffs started, so it's smart to stick with it. <laughs> I don't I like to, it. Uh, Let, I, keep in mind, I don't like it. 
I had the Braves. Tell me how that's working out. All right, Eric, who do you who do you got of these four teams? So common sense, the limited baseball knowledge I have tells me the Strohs are the best team in this in this left in this playoffs and they're gonna win. But I Josh, live here. Josh Bell's about to hit another home run here. Watch. I live here and I gotta root for him and I gotta pray and hope going San Diego Padres win the World Series. I'm with Eric on this one. This is 100% biased, so absolutely fade me. The Strohs are the clear and obvious pick. But when picks are clear and obvious, I tend to love to fade. The clear and obvious pick in the Panthers-Broncos uh, was the Panthers. The clear and obvious pick between the Chiefs and Bucks Super Bowl was the Chiefs, even though Tom Brady was playing at home. So I faded both those, hit both of those. So clear and obvious is the reason why we play sports, right? You know, it, it's just wh- where it comes from. The Dodgers should have more World Series, except Dave Roberts exists to please Nick and I. And so when he gets fired, we're going to be devastated. We're going to be sad. Shout out Dave Roberts. If I ever get married, you're my best man. <laughs> keeping the keeping the Dodgers irrelevant, Dave. Appreciate you from a uh, Rocky from the bottom of my Rocky heart. I say thanks for keeping the Dodgers irrelevant. And just for our viewers, since this is a betting podcast, I want to give you quick odds here uh, to win the World Series. We got the Houston Astros at plus one forty, the Padres at plus three twenty, the Phillies at plus three thirty, and the New York Yankees at plus three sixty. So there's some juice there if you guys are looking to. Play some bets. The Strohs is still plus money. Plus 140, yep. I would double down if I'm a Strohs better. That Padres second highest odds, that just makes me happy. If the Padres don't even make the World Series, just hearing that puts a smile on my face. I fucking love it, dude. I love it because everyone doubts the Padres. When I was hype about the trades at the trade deadline, as the pseudo uh, new bandwagon bias fan I am from 2018, uh, everyone told me it doesn't matter. They won't even make the playoffs. I believe resident co-host Nicholas Chachahan actually said they would not make the playoffs. Uh, yet here we are. And it's amazing. Uh, if you don't love playoff baseball, I won't say kill yourself, but I'll just think it instead. Here's so, here's here's the thing, man. I mean, you, you talked about it. At the beginning of the season, I didn't think the Padres were going to make the playoffs. I don't think they added the pieces to have last year, and I don't think the pieces they had were healthy enough but they made some outstanding trade deadline moves. What what can you do? At the trade deadline, you told me they wouldn't make the playoffs. I didn't think they would make the playoffs then. <laughs> hey, it's honest. That's all we want. Look, everyone has opinions, and sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong. Unfortunately for everyone else, I'm almost always right. So, um, Oh, dude, basketball is back. I just, I just got to stop and smile real quick. I'm watching the Chicago Bulls again already. You know how fast this year has gone? Pretty fast. Bro, it just, every every year you get older and it feels like it just, time speeds up a sec. You know what I mean? Or our brain gets slower. Maybe. I'm getting older, <laughs> so. I'm just kidding. All right, Eric, break down the head-to-head for us. Poor favor, and then get us into the week six review. Right, so um, last week's head-to-head was a goddamn disaster. I took my first L. I had the Chiefs money line. They blew it at home. Who? How does how does Patrick Mahomes, a home dog, lose? All right, what a bum. 
not top five quarterback. Anyway, Nicholas Chachahan. <laughs> Nicholas Chachahan. Uh, We're just going to ignore the opponents. <laughs> God, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Nicholas Tachahan um, uh, got himself a W. He is now sitting at three and two. He had the Falcons plus five and a half. Falcons now uh, uh, six and zero oh against the spread. And uh, our uh, our fellow no. our fellow host here, uh, unfortunately, he is now one and four. He had the Cowboys plus five. You should have known better. You don't go into Philly. When we're five and zero oh, and rolling like a oh, and rolling full fucked. steam ahead, baby. Hey, oh, oh, so behind, hey, behind, behind the shoes. scenes, behind the scenes, let me paint a picture for you. Behind the scenes, it is two days prior to the Sunday night matchup between the Philadelphia undefeated Philadelphia Eagles and the backup quarterback led one loss Dallas Cowboys, and Eric walks out and goes, "I'm gonna kill you if you say this to anyone." So naturally, he's I'm gonna, gonna say, say it to everyone now that yeah. they now now that they won now that they won it's 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 free use you know what I mean it's like Mickey Mouse it's existed long enough it's free use it's common it's it's common property and he was just like but I'm concerned about this Cowboys team bro I think they could blah 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 he went on this whole thing and now I had to sit here and listen to him talk about how like how how dare you this motherfucker congratulations on your Philadelphia Eagles being 6-0, Eric. It's got to be a great feeling. This reminds me of when the Saints went on to win the Super Bowl. They opened the season 13-0. and um, It was amazing. So not watching your team lose for a month and a half, you feel invincible. So congratulations to you, so I'll allow it. But it's you know so how funny I, uh... to just hear that. Go ahead. You know, if I ever knock up a chick, how you know how they do the paternity test? Because they, you know, they gotta test everybody nowadays just to make sure. I'm gonna be like, Doc, you don't gotta return run a paternity test. Just cut my baby's foot open. I guarantee you, he bleeds green. That's my baby. I'm telling you, dude. Bird gang all the way. 17 and 0, first team to do it. It's coming, that was, baby. Sec, that was second. A, I don't know. Dolphins. Did they win the Super Bowl that year? They were 17 and 0. Yeah. They're the only undefeated team. Yeah. <laughs> Respect to the Dolphins. <laughs> second. We're going to be the second team to do it. Oh, my goodness, bro. Also, that metaphor was cringe, bro. You need to get up. You need to get on that. That was, was that was just I, bad, man. As you were saying it, I was just like, this is awful, and it got worse. That was no. <laughs> we bleed green, baby. Anyway, we, are, we have to keep it pushing. Um, we're going to move into our, what, week six review? That's what I asked you to do. Yes, go ahead, brother. <laughs> I was looking at him. He's undefeated. You don't give a fuck. <laughs> feeling good, feeling great, baby. Plus these uh these uh these waters are really good. Um, but anyway, oh, so dude, you got a show in the same water cup. You're drinking from the actual. Oh, no yeah. free ads. Oh, no free <laughs> no, ads. You can't see no. nothing blue. It's a no. white can. Oh my, no Boo. free ads, Eric. Boo. 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 Eric. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Whatever, All right. dude. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, quick recap. I'm just gonna ask you guys a couple questions. Uh, what was your uh, biggest takeaway from last week? We'll start with uh, Nicolas. Uh, biggest takeaway for last week: Carson Wentz and uh, Justin Fields passed for a combined less yardage than Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> that's my. That's my. Maybe that's not my takeaway. That's my fun stat of the week. That broke my brain to just hear out loud. <laughs> yeah, I did. I end of podcast. 
Um, yeah. uh, Takeaway. For, for those of you listening, also, Jimmy Garoppolo lost by 14 <laughs> to the Atlanta Falcons. Right. right. Or, sorry, the Atlanta Falcons. So, um, yes, let that let that marinate. Um, yo, uh, I guess my biggest takeaway from the week, and, and a lot of people have said it, uh, Mac Jones, take your time coming back, but not too much time. Cause you've got a rookie behind you who is absolutely diamond up defenses. Now that he's getting comfortable. We've seen this story before in, in Boston. So Bailey, Bailey zap 309 yards. And two touchdowns in a 38 to 15 drubbing of the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. Eric, what college did Bailey Zapp go to? Uh, dude, I think it was like Western Michigan, but let me look it up. It sounds like a Western Michigan name. Yeah, honestly, like if it comes up Western Michigan, I'm like, yeah. All right, sorry. Western Kentucky. Ah, oh, I was going to say that because they're actually a pretty decent college football program. And it's pronounced Bailey Michael Zappy. It's Zappy. That's dumb. It gets it gets worse the more people correct me. Right. <laughs> so Zap is my, a great name. Oh, that's it. That's all kidding. that I wanted to I, say. I, know, uh, I was I like, know, I, just, I just let it get uncomfortable. Um, my takeaway is the New York Jets, if they get a quarterback, will be a fantastic football team. Zipper Zacky well not the guy. Zipper Zachy Will is not the guy. But Robert Sala has that young, promising defense banging with them boys. Robert Sala has that running game banging with them boys. And despite the loss on their offensive line, that offensive line is playing some terrific football, which is ironic in a in a season where all I see is awful offensive line play. But what my major takeaway after and, six to, and weeks, to lose and to lose Mackay Becton and still be playing this well. I mean, yeah, that's we, what I, that, that was the major loss that I was right. 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 But do you think Mackay Becton gets traded now? No, no, Mm-mm. unless, my unless ma- they get a major, better option for cheaper. No, my major takeaway is the, if you don't have a top five quarterback, the gap has closed between teams with not good quarterbacks and teams with average quarterbacks, which has propelled the NFL coin flip model even further. You know, Jacksonville was a darling early season. I believe they have an even record right now. They're 500, if you can correct me, Eric. They're and 2 the Col- and 4. Oh, they're below 500. So, And the Colts, right? The Colts who put zero points against Jacksonville in the first game. Uh, just beat them. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's getting crazy with what we're seeing and how it's performing. It almost, like, Russell Wilson has $245 million. Right? And his play is no better than Geno Smith. You know what I mean? So if you don't have Mahomes or Allen and, yo, jury's out on Justin Herbert. Because the Chargers ain't living up to no no hype that they had. I don't care how injured you are. The Bills are injured. Good teams get through injuries. 
the Chargers are not a good team. They were bailed out by the fact that Russell Wilson's trash, and that's how they got that win. But, Eric, what's the Chargers' record right now? Uh, the Chargers are 4-2. and 4-2. and two. Mm-hmm. And it's been an ugly 4-2. and two. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Like, let me ask you this right now. Who is a better football team, the Los Angeles Chargers or the Las Vegas Raiders? I say the Raiders. And then if you go look at their record, it's not reflective of it. That's how wild the NFL is. The parity in this league is outstanding. But it's not baseball level parity. That's one thing I will say. Baseball's got it. Just poo pooed on a ball, by the way. <laughs> yes. Suck it. See, I can't ruin it anymore. I'm not ahead of you guys. I'm watching the Bulls suck it up. Wait, um, what do you mean suck it? Reese Hoskins is on the Phillies. Wait, you said poo pooed, right? So that means he didn't do well. No, he just took a poo poo on a ball. He poo pooed on a ball. Well, you, dude, you he just it. hit a ball 108 miles per I, hour I, out I, of the stadium. I, I got it now. But mm. I'm not using – so, first of all, poo-poo is not a, a positive descriptor. Like a so dude I, took a shit on a ball? Yeah, that's a positive descriptor. It, well, that that gives us a little insight into Nick's sex life or whatever. <laughs> okay, well, then, you well, you two basketball nerds, uh, you ask any – listen, here's where I'll, I'll, I'll ask the baseball fans and the baseball players of this podcast. If a dude shits on a ball, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, but you said he poo-pooed. Right, because it's a funny word to say. I know. I just, that's, it's not a common saying. Shit on is is perfectly fine. I did well, not. Well, sorry that I was trying to keep it PG for the kids who listen to this podcast. Because <laughs> we, we run a PG podcast. The kids who listen to this fucking podcast, Jermaine. <laughs> Double down. Damn, here come the Phillies. <laughs> What's the score? Eight five, but uh, no outs and a runner on first. Uh, top eight. Top eight. Awesome. Okay. Uh, all right. So, Eric, you don't have any more questions for the week six review. Is that it? Um, I have one question for you guys. So, we've seen uh, roughly a little bit more than a quarter of the season. And I'm bringing this up because I read an interesting article. And I just want to get you guys' opinion. Don't think. Just first name that pops in your head, give it to me. All right? Who's the current MVP of the NFL? Saquon Barkley. Nick, you're thinking. Uh, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Okay. All right. Whoa. Was not expecting that. I'm riding the roller coaster and loving it. So the article had Josh Allen as the favorite. Um, And then it had Patrick Mahomes as the second favorite. And then it surprisingly had... um, Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson and uh, your boy, Jalen Hurts, tied for third. So I was just curious because it was all quarterbacks that were on this article. Yet, with your pick and what my biggest takeaway from last week was that New York football is back and Saquon is, when healthy, the best running back in football. I agree with you that he should be the maybe not the MVP, but if he continues this and carries his Giants team to a playoffs – I think he might be. A, he might deserve it. Look up Daniel Jones' stats for me, Eric. 
while Eric's looking this up, while Eric's looking this up, we'll go ahead and play my favorite game of the midseason is Pretender the quarter season or, or uh, yeah, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Pretender or Contender. We're only doing teams above 500. We'll go by division. We'll start with the AFC. Buffalo, Contender or Pretender? And contender. You can answer in unison. You can answer in unison. All right, contender. contender. New York Jets. Pretender. 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 There is nobody in the AFC North above 500. There are two teams 500. <laughs> Pretender. So there are two teams above 500 in the AFC South. You have the Tennessee Titans at three and two. Pretender. That whole division is pretenders. You have the Indianapolis Colts at three, two, and one. Pretender. All right. And then we'll get into the AFC West to wrap up the AFC. We have two teams, Kansas City Chiefs, four and two. Contender. Contender. Los Los Angeles Chargers, four and two. Pretender. Borderline contender. Pretender. All right. Different response is there. Philadelphia Eagles, six and oh. Contender. Contender. New, New York football giants, five and one. Pretender. What'd you say? Pretender. I say contender. Heavy defense, strong run game. That's the recipe to win a championship. They're contenders. You Did you just say you think Daniel Jones can win a championship? Hey, listen. All right. Perfect time to pause. Eric, you had those Daniel Jones stats? I do have the Daniel Jones stats. For 2022, my man has six starts. He is five and one. He's got 107 completions out of 159 attempts at 67.3%. He's got 1,021 yards, five touchdowns, two interceptions. His long was 65 yards, and he's got a QBR rating, a QB rating of 90.2. And he's been sacked 19 times. Okay, so just for context, what Eric is telling you right now is that Daniel Jones the man who has less touchdowns than games played, less passing touchdowns than game played, is on a, a contender of a team. So yeah. we'll, that's okay. That's all. Look, I'm just giving it context. No, I, I appreciate the context, but solid defense, great fucking run game. Just don't turn the ball over. You can win some playoff games. That's all I'm saying. So I'm putting them in the contender category. Simply because they have that recipe. Dallas Cowboys four and two. Pretender. Contender. Pretender. I'm gonna double down. Contender. They're winning with Cooper Rush. Minnesota Vikings five and one. Contender. Contender. I don't think their record reflects how good they are, or reflects how bad they are. But I think they're still a contender. I don't yeah. think they should be five and one, but I they're think not they're good enough to be five and one. But <laughs> no. here, here we are. Here we hey. are. Hey, what do we say? But the, but then I guess the only other record I have to choose is four and two. So I guess it's not really that big of a like fall. <laughs> but I'm not, if, I, if I'm really stomping my fucking foot over four and two and five and one, I guess I'm kind of. We'll go ahead and skip the NFC South, seeing as no team is over five hundred. Pretender. There are two teams tied at three and three. Would you like to wager who those two teams are? The Atlanta Falcons and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now look, first of all, we only say Falcons on this podcast. Atlanta Falcons you... and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right. 
And we'll go ahead and skip the NFC West as there are no teams above 500. God. Well, yeah. I just wanted to do this to show everybody how absurd. It's a weird-shaped ball that bounces weird in football games. So It's it's literally what it is. A little slightly over a quarter of the way through. AFC, NFC, who's representing the AFC and the NFC in the Super Bowl? Just real quick. Early guess. I'm not going to give you odds or anything. It's just from what you've seen, who do you guys got in the bowl? Uh, Buffalo Bills, Dallas Cowboys. My early preseason pick looks out. First of all, er, early, early is I'm talking March is when I made this pick. Bills, Cowboys looks like an outstanding matchup. I love I love Bills, Cowboys, but because we're a professional podcast, give me Chiefs, Eagles. Look, first of all, ain't nobody <laughs> saying those teams can't make it. Right. I'm sticking with my early pick. I'm betting on Josh Allen. I think I think the team that makes the Super Bowl comes from that division, and I don't think it'll be the division winner. How prophetic would it be if it's Andy Reid versus the Eagles in the Super Bowl? I love that storyline. I hope he wins. You, you better not lose. You better not lose because that's going to look real, real bad. It's going to look real, real not good. All right. He, anyway. He, he wanted to argue, but he was just like, nah, you right. You I'm, right. I'm just, I just bad. didn't want to get into it with you guys about it because, you know, I'm feeling good about my team right now. Confidence is high. The energy's buzzing. But we didn't say you would lose. We just said you better not lose. Better that's not, not lose. That's not what we said. We didn't pick a winner. Oh, sorry. Like that. Because we're a professional podcast, you gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> Never lost, bro. Never lost. Uh, all, all right, all right. Take us into week seven, Eric. Yeah. So I'm gonna move us into week seven here. Um, we're gonna. I'm gonna switch up the way I do things. So give me one second here, real quickly. Uh, I'm gonna run through the DraftKings picks as they are listed on DraftKings. And our first game is our Thursday night game. We have the New Orleans Saints at the Arizona Cardinals. Saints are plus two. Cardinals are minus two. Money line for Saints is plus 110. Money line for Cardinals is minus 130. So if if we could change this up a little bit, Eric, I there was a segment we had last year called Nick's Betting Nuggets, right? And I've waited this year until we come off the bye week because the bye weeks really were my best Nick's Betting Nuggets, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you guys, before we go through this slate, I'm going to give you guys my betting nuggets of the week, if you are ready. Take it away. So the teams on buys last week, the Detroit Lions, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Houston Texans, and the the uh, Tennessee Titans. We got, it kind of stinks this week because we have uh, Houston traveling to Las Vegas to play the Raiders, so that might negate some of these betting nuggets coming off the bye. But we at Room 303 love a good coach coming off the bye or team since 2019 coming off the bye in their statistics. So I'll we'll start with the first game, Detroit at Dallas. Eric, can you give me the line, Detroit at Dallas? Uh, Detroit is plus seven, Dallas is minus seven. Okay, Detroit is plus seven. I don't think you need to say both of them, Eric. I don't think we're going to get like a Detroit plus seven and a half, Dallas minus six and a half. You never know, dude. You, do, I do know. <laughs> you know Just how kidding. crazy that would be, dude? I would, that I would, would, you like, would bet both of them. 
You'd bet both of them and 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 hope for a not. Uh... I would look at that line and be like, "What is Vegas doing? Like they're just like there's a gap, there's a needle to thread, and you could easily hit that bet. That'd be wild." So Dan Campbell obviously has been the coach for one year, so we're gonna throw that stat out. They actually pushed last year, uh, coming off the bye week since 2019. The Detroit, uh, I almost said Detroit Tigers, the Detroit Lions are one, one, and one coming off the bye week. However, three and O against the spread coming off the bye week since 2019. Oh, okay. We'll move to the matchup I talked about. The Las Vegas Raiders at home facing the Houston Texans. Eric, can you give me the line on that one? Raiders at Texans. Texans uh, at Raiders. Seven. So uh, the Las Vegas Raiders are a seven-point favorite at home. So this is Josh McDaniels' first year as the Las Vegas Raiders head coach. However, he was a head coach before 2009-2010 with the Denver Broncos, if you guys remember that uh, very clearly. He was one and one, both Tim straight Tebow. up. Tim Tebow, playoff quarterback. One and one straight up, one and one against the spread as the Broncos head coach. However, the Las Vegas Raiders since 2019 are 0 and 3 straight up and against the spread coming off their bye week. 0 and 3 straight up. 0 and 3 straight up and against the spread coming off their bye week. Now I'm going to temper expectations a little bit because I said if that was true. I'd say hammer the team the Raiders were playing. But it's the but, team coming off a bye week. But it's the team coming off the bye week in the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans, first year with Lovey Smith as their head coach. However, if you guys follow football for a very long time, you know that Lovey Smith was a coach of two teams before this. From 2004 to 2012, the Chicago Bears. From 2014 to 2015, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In that time, Lovey Smith's teams were 8-6 and six straight up coming off the bye week. But they were five, eight, and one against the spread coming off the bye week. Mm. I'll say that again: eight and six straight up, five, eight, and one against the spread. For you novice betters out there, that means when Lovey Smith is favored, he wins, but he does not cover, which means he performs less than expectations coming off the bye week. The Houston Texans, since 2019, two and one straight up, one and two against the spread. That tracks with Lovey Smith, underwhelming expectations. So if they're the favorite, they win, but they do not cover. Man, that's an interesting battle. It's almost worth betting Houston plus seven. It's almost worth betting. Um, at least, and not Houston money line, but at least Houston plus seven. The final team coming off the bye week, the Tennessee Titans. Eric, can you give me the line? Tennessee Titans, um, they're at home against the Colts. Uh, they are uh, minus two favorites. Here is my next betting nugget of the week. Mike Vrabel has been a head coach of the Tennessee Titans for the last five years. He Hammer is four and one straight up and against the spread as the Tennessee Titans head coach coming off a bike. Mr. Vrabel gets these Titans ready to run through a wall on their bye week. Just like you bet Vrabel opening week, you bet Vrabel off a bye Hammer the Titans. What's the Titans record versus the Colts last, I don't know, five or six? So this so this year, earlier this year, they played in Indianapolis with the with the Titans winning 24 to 17. The last five years in Tennessee, Tennessee has won three out of the last five. 
with the games going Colts win, three straight Titans win, and then a Colts win. The Colts have the last win in Tennessee. In Tennessee, correct. And and the and the Titans already won one of the games this year, and we love to talk about how hard it is to beat a team twice. This feels like a good Colts bet. The Colts. What's the Colts money line, Eric? Plus one fifteen. Plus one fifteen. So if you like the Colts, there it is. Now this is a betting nugget that I have loved this year, and we've been talking about it all. We talk about it all year, along with teams coming off the bye. You take a team spread when they score less than ten points the previous week. So far on the year, if a team was favored after scoring less than 10 points, they are 5-3-1. and one. That's a rate of 55%. If a team is a dog of less than 10, they are 6-3. and three. That's 66%. After scoring 10? After scoring 10 or less. After scoring 10 week. or less, if they're a dog, they're 6-3. and three. If you're at home, that means just if you blindly took Teams that scored less than 10 against the spread. They are 11-6-1 on the year. There are four teams this week who scored less than 10. And Eric, as I say them, if you could give me their odds and their opponent. The Chicago Bears. The Bears are playing the their eight-point dogs to the Patriots. Eight-point dogs in New England, correct? Correct. The Green Bay Packers. Green Bay are four-and-a-half-point favorites in Washington. Four-and-a-half-point favorites in Washington. The Carolina Panthers. Green Bay scored 10 10. points against against last week against Jets? Correct. Holy God. I I didn't pick that up. That's crazy. The the Jets won 27-10. The Carolina Panthers, Eric. Uh, they are 11 point dogs at home against Tampa oh, Bay. Now I now I will caution people. When I got this line, I got it when it opened at nine and a half. Since it has gone up to Carolina plus 11, I can no longer offer a trend because we have no games of dogs scoring t- or dogs of less than or of more than 10 points. Double digits. Yep. Double digits. Um, so. Bet with honestly, caution. honestly, I still ride this nugget. If the line opened sub ten and has been bet up, I would bet. I would take eleven point dogs. And if you miss, then you know it is what it is. But that's a f- Carolina plus eleven. I'm all right with the Central Daddy's Tampa Bay team. Now, <laughs> because we love point counterpoint. On this professional podcast, the Carolina Panthers have not beat Tampa Bay in Carolina since Tom Brady was the was the quarterback of the of the Bucks. Three straight mm. years, three straight wins when Tom goes into yeah, Carolina. I, I don't know. I kind of throw that one out. But trends are meant to be broken. The final game, the Arizona Cardinals. Jeremy or um, Eric. The Cardinals are two point favorites at home against the Saints. Two point favorites against the Saints. Uh, a couple Hammer more. the Cardinals. First of all, and that was what Eric opened up with. I was about to beat my chest and say, Hammer the Cardinals. 
if this is with the trends, Arizona minus two is a lock. Lock it in, Eric. I smashed smashed the buy button twice at Cardinals minus one and a half. Oh. Uh, a couple what? of divisional there there are three there are three divisional games we already mentioned two of them this week. Uh, Indy travels into Tennessee. Uh, we already told the record. The record has gone Colts win three straight uh, Titans wins, then a Colts win. They did play a game already. I said this year in which the Titans won in Indy, twenty four seventeen. The other game we just mentioned it. Tampa at Carolina. Tom Brady has won the last three games going into Carolina. Sorry. It, the all the games where he has been a quarterback of the Bucks, he has won in Carolina. They did not play a previous game, and then Cleveland travels into Baltimore to play Baltimore. Right, uh, the, that series has gone Ravens, Ravens, Browns, Ravens, Ravens over the last five years. Uh, we talk about rest advantage, rest disadvantage. Washington Redskins played on Thursday Night Football with a rest advantage. Washington is two and eight straight up and two, seven and one against the spread. The team that they're playing with a rest disadvantage, the Green Bay Packers, 10 and three straight up, eight and five against the spread. I don't know if you've heard me mention that already, but Green Bay also fits the team scoring less than 10 points. My goodness. You might be tempted to buy points. You might be, like, yeah, you might, you might gr- be tempted. Green to. Bay minus seven sounds like an outstanding bet right now. Green Bay minus seven, right? If you can get it higher, you can probably get that at plus money. Or what, it's down to four and a half, you said, Eric? Yeah, four and a half. Four and a half. You can probably get that at some pretty good, maybe even to plus to plus 200 territory. Yeah, you might. I might recommend doing that. If you can buy points and bet the Packers, I would. Especially against the Commanders, bro. We talked about uh, Monday Night Football, the rest disadvantage. The Broncos and the Chargers played on Monday Night Football. The Broncos with a rest disadvantage are three and six straight up, four and five against the spread. They play the New York Jets. New York, two and eight straight up, but four and six against the spread. This game started out Jets plus three. I believe it's been bet down to a pick em, right, Eric? Uh, sorry, give me one second because I'm. Uh, I, I, just... have, I have Denver minus one on Caesars. Okay, I, so it, wait, it might have been for the DraftKings. Uh, so I, I the only reason I'm not on that page is because I wanted to pull it up. The Packers that minus seven is only plus one twenty two. Oh well, it's because Vegas thinks it can money. happen. And then what <laughs> yeah. game were you? What game were we talking about here, fellas? I'm sorry. Broncos Jets. Uh, Broncos Jets. We have the Jets. Uh, at plus one. Jets plus one. On okay, you could have gotten it. You could have gotten it. Uh, pick them earlier. Uh, or it, it went down to pick them earlier, so it might be coming back up. Uh, the other Monday night football game, the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers are two and four, both straight up and against the spread with a rest disadvantage. Seattle with a rest advantage, uh, both three and four straight up and against the spread. That being said, I guess we can now get into our picks. We can, we can, what else do you guys like? Uh, on the board. By the way, our favorite betting nugget does not happen this week. There is no East traveling West in prime time or West traveling East early. Sad face. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. All right. So that wraps up Nick's betting nuggets. Eric, let's do some quick fire on the board. Start us off with the Thursday night matchup of the saints traveling to the Arizona Cardinals. 
Okay, so like I said, the Saints are minus two. Cards are, or I'm sorry, Saints are plus two. Oh, you cards, broke my brain. <laughs> cards are minus two. Money line Saints is plus one ten. Money line cards is minus one thirty. Any takes? Uh, Arizona minus two is a lock. Um, bet it, hammer it, just take it. Marshawn Lattimore's out. Michael Thomas is out. Jarvis Landry's out. I'm sure the Saints will have much more inactives. And DeAndre Hopkins is back. This offense should be different. Robbie Anderson's slated to go. He's familiar with the Saints' defense. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Cardinals and hoping for the Saints. <laughs> All right, Nick, you got anything on this? Yeah, I mean, I told you, I, I double-tapped the buy button at Cardinals minus one and a half, so. Yeah, so he got an even better price point. Um, all right, next matchup. All right, so the next game is going to be the New York Giants at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Giants are plus three. Uh, money line for the Giants is plus 140. Money line for the Jags is minus 165. Ooh, Any takers? That Jags money line is fascinating. I'm going to go ahead and pass on this. Yeah, me too. All right. Next game, we got the Green Bay Packers. At the Washington Commanders, the Packers are four and a half favorites. Packers money line is minus 205. Commanders money line is plus 175. Packers spread money line. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, buy points. Packers buy nine. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. T- I mean, yeah. Get, get, give points. Give points, hammer the buy button second, put the Packers into your 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 favorites parlay this week. I, I, it's all it's it, it's all but a lock. Yeah, um, well, it could it could be a lock if you lock it in, Nick. Are you locking it in? No. <laughs> all right, go ahead, Derek. All right. So, so I said it's all but a lock. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move into the next game. we got the Lions at the Cowboys. The Lions are uh, seven-point dogs. Lions money line is plus 255. Cowboys money line is minus 305. Any takers on this? I For some reason, I like the Lions plus seven. <laughs> the, the Lions are so underrated coming out of their bye week against a, Dallas, against a Dallas team that might be suffering from the Philly hangover, no? I that's a, I thought the same thing. And Lions can cover spreads. Right? If if we've if ever we've known a team that can cover spreads, it's the Detroit Lions. Uh Detroit plus seven seems good to me. I I'll I'll take it and if I'm wrong, I'm not gonna be upset. All right, next one, Eric. All right, so we're moving into the uh Atlanta Falcons are six and a half point dogs to the at Cincinnati. The Falcons money line is plus two thirty. Bengals money line is minus two seventy five. Well, f- the Falcons are six and zero against the spread. Uh, six and a half point dog. Uh, the Falcons have been playing better than the Saints, and the Saints just lost to Cincinnati by four. Granted, that was Cincinnati on the road. Uh, give me the give me the Falcons uh, plus six and a half. And if and if you wait and the line grows. I don't. I actually don't see that happening. I don't think the sharps are that high on Cincinnati. But this did line, open. This did open. Cincinnati is a touchdown favorite. Oh, so it's been bet down. Correct. Okay. Yeah, if you could have got Josh Fal- Hader is throwing absolute cheese right now. By the way, if that's good, I love hearing that. What's the score? Uh, top of top of the ninth, San Diego eight five lead. 
Oh, let's go. How many outs? Zero. One out. Outs. One out. But one Hater out. Hater made Bomb look like his like his child. Ooh, that makes me happy. All right, so um, my apologies. Nick, Eric, which one we were, we were talking about? And fail down case. goes yeah. down goes Segura. I'm just trying to get Nick's pick for the Falcons. Are you putting anything on the Falcons? No. Okay, so we're gonna move into the. Um, Oh shit! Sorry, I'm a little further from my screen than I expected. Uh, we're gonna we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading into Carolina. Bucks are 11 point favorites. Bucks money line is minus 475. Par- Carolina Panthers money line is plus 380. Any action for you fellas? Yeah, I I mean give me give me Carolina spread, but also I'm gonna throw Tampa Bay money line into some of my favorite parlays this week. That's that's the way to go. Tampa Bay is winning. Uh, parlay is the way to take that. Uh, you said it's 11 points, Eric? Yes. 11 points is gigantic. Um, and the Bucks just lost as a nine-point favorite to the Steelers. No, I'm not saying the Panthers are the Steelers. But I'm also not saying the Steelers are world beaters. So it's fascinating. Panthers spread. I'm going to stay away from this since Nick took it, and I'll let him have it. But it, that Panthers spread is fascinating. All right, so we're going to move into the next Final game. Final strike. Huh? Final right. strike. We're going to move into the next game. We have the Cleveland Browns heading into Baltimore. They are six and a, ugh, six and a half point dogs. Browns money line is plus 225. Ravens money line is minus 265. Any takers? So the referee working this game, and, and forgive me for not knowing his name because I just wrote down the percentage of time that this happens. In his career, away or home favorites only win twenty eight percent of only cover the spread twenty eight percent of the time. I'll do that. Or sorry, sorry, divisional home favorites only cover the spread twenty eight percent of the time. I love it because I love that brown spread. (laughs) I don't know why. Call me a masochist if you want, but give me that brown spread, dude. This also, op- this also opened at Browns plus six. So you might, you you could try waiting and waiting for a, a Browns plus seven. Oh, a Browns plus seven. Yeah, I'm putting a C note. So for clarification, I have Jermaine taking Cleveland at plus six and a half. Nicholas, are you taking Cleveland plus six and a half? I am taking Cleveland plus six and a half, correct. Oh, he traveled, Rev. Oh, he didn't. I thought you were still watching the baseball game, and I was like, what are you talking about, (laughs) Jermaine? Yeah, he traveled and dropped the ball. (laughs) All right, so we're going to move. Someone's on? in the. Uh, No, Will Will Myers tried to snag the ball out of the crowd and dropped it. Oh, okay. All right, Eric, get us in. All right, so our next game (laughs) is going to be the the Indianapolis Colts are going into Tennessee. They are two-and-a-half-point dogs. Colts money line is plus 125. Titans money line is minus 145. What are y'all taking? Chuck up the dub. The Padres won. Whoop, whoop. Uh, don't believe the hype. Uh, or don't don't believe. Sorry. Follow the hype on this one. Mike Vrabel wins and covers coming out of the bye week. Four and one. They're taking minus two and a half. And the money. And and I'm throwing Titans money line into a parlay. I want nothing to do with this purely because it's Mike Brabel off the bye, but it feels like a Colts win. So that's why I'm staying away from it. I'll happily not bet this game and watch the Titans win and then be like, I should have, but I, I want nothing to do with it. 
All right, so we're going to move into the uh, New York Jets are heading into Denver. They are one-point dogs. Jets' money line is minus 110. Broncos' money line is minus 110. Jets' money line, right? I agree with Jets' money line. Also, this game started out. So the, the referee working this game, in his career, he gets 63% unders. So I would have told you when this game opened at 42 and a half that you should bet the under. It has since fallen to 38. 38. Yeah. So I am no longer recommending to bet the under. I knew it. I knew it cratered instantly. There's no chance. But that's if it does come up on a Saturday, Sunday, closer to that 42 and a half number that it opened with, definitely. Uh, think about betting the under. 100%. All right. We're going to move into our next game. We have the Houston Texans heading into Las Vegas. They are seven-point dogs. Texans' money line is plus 235. Vegas' money line is minus 280. You have to bet Texans, no? Some pizza money on the Texans. Yeah. No, I'm saying money line, too. Oh, you're going line. I don't have the stones for that. I'll Ra- take Raiders 0-3 straight up since the bye in the last three years. Uh, I don't care. That's with John Gruden. John Gruden is a fucking bum. Uh, the Raiders aren't actually a very good football team. So I'll take the Texans plus seven. Um, you know, give me, the, give me the underdog, lay me the points, and I'll play it that way. I don't have the stones for money line. So I'll take spread. Nick's got money line. Oh, uh, and I just realized. I apologize, fellas. Uh, usually, I do the over unders, but uh, yeah, water. I figured I figured you were skipping them for some re- weird reason, and we'll just no. There was no on. weird reason other than this water's got me tipsy. But um, so our next game is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs heading into the San Francisco 49ers. Chiefs are two and a half point favorites. Their money line is minus one forty. Niners money line is plus one twenty. Chiefs spread. Yeah, I don't really want anything to do with this game, if I'm being perfectly honest. I just think the Chiefs have their number since that Super Bowl. I just saw the the 49ers put up 14 points against the Falcons. You know what I mean? Like, all signs point to Chiefs. I'll take Chiefs spread. All they have to do is win by a field goal. (laughs) Nick, no action for you? No action for me. All right, so we're going to move into the – Geno Smith-led Seattle Seahawks heading into Los Angeles to play the Chargers. The Seahawks are six-point dogs. Their money line is plus 210. Chargers' money line is minus 250, which y'all got. I wish I knew the health of Keenan Allen. Who knew Keenan Allen was this important to this team? I wish I knew some side to pick in this game, but I don't. So I won't. So you don't think the Seahawks at the spread is is interesting? No. The Chargers are notorious. He was a non-participant in practice today. Of course. Um, It could be a veteran rest day. Wednesday's injury reports are so much different than they used to be. Um, Fuck it, dude. Seahawks money line. Just put put me down for that. I'm taking Seahawks money line. All right. Nicholas, no tra- no no action? 
Nope. All right, bet. Uh, we're gonna move no into bet. our. <laughs> we're gonna move into our Sunday night game. We have uh, the greatest coach of all time taking his team down to Miami. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are seven Mike point Tomlin. dogs. The Pittsburgh Steelers are seven point dogs. Pittsburgh money line is plus two sixty five. Miami Dolphins money line is minus three twenty. Any takes? Ref, ref in this game. Uh, road dogs cover the spread sixty one percent of the time. Win sixty three percent of the time. I'll take. Pittsburgh plus seven and Pittsburgh money line. Any word on Tua? He's dead. <laughs> he doesn't he remember the hit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I saw that. Is he expected to play? Actually, I want I want no action. I'm gonna move away. I also gotta step away real quick. Oh, <laughs> he's actually stepping away. Um well he stepped away right before we got to our last game. Oh boy. Um, so we'll just, me and you will cover it. We have the Chicago bear on Monday night. We have the Chicago bears heading into new England. The bears are eight point dogs. Bears money line is plus 300. New England money line is plus, I'm sorry, minus 365. I'm going with our uh, metric of taking teams scoring less than 10 points. I don't like it being the bears. I do like it. This game opened plus six and a half and it's already up to plus nine for the bears. I'll take plus Bears. Eight. I'll take plus Bears eight. plus nine. Oh, plus eight. Sorry. Bears plus eight. Jermaine? I, I want nothing to do with this game. All right. Nick, Knicks is the best bet, but I want nothing to do with it. Uh, and there's a couple teams on by next week. Uh, the Bills, Rams, Vikings, Eagles are all on by, so we don't have any games for that. Locks of the week, no? Or uh, head-to-head, no? Yeah, moving into head-to-head. I'm okay. trying to pull that up here. Um, technically, Jermaine should be going first on the head-to-head, and then it would be you and then me. Um, right. Does he forfeit his first pick since he can't be present? What do you mean? Well, I mean, he's. I mean, I we can just. I mean, we can just sit here and we can just sit here and pontificate. Pontificate. Spell it. Yeah. I'm just uh, kidding. Pon, uh, P. Pon. P. O. N. T. I ificate. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, I do want to give a quick shout out. A uh, huge shout out to Nevada. Um, executive producer, my boss. He's been throwing me some heat lately. So I got some good stuff coming in the next few weeks that we've been talking about as far as comedians and, and, and pop culture pick them. So yeah, we'll gets, be bringing the heat. He gets into it. Uh, we, we've always chucked around. Nevada and I have always chucked around this idea of doing a uh, of doing a Colorado-based, a Rockies and Avs-based uh, podcast. So I don't know when we're going to do that because we keep talking about doing it, but we don't know. Like We want to start it probably in either Avs or Rockies season. Uh, it'll obviously be under the th- Room 303 umbrella, but we'll see when we'll, we'll see if we decide to to motor through that. But now, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'll, I'll pontificate here uh, for a little bit. Why the hell? Are you going on uh, the pod? What's 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 the uh, what's the friends pod? Uh, uh, Revenge of the pod. Revenge of the pod has yeah. now had sixty six percent of room three hundred three appear as guests, and yet my phone sits here <laughs> just dark. 
Well, dark, so, dark, dark is the day. Look, there's no, there's no notifications blowing up my phone. Apparently, so we, apparently, I, apparently, they haven't found anything that you know. I don't ever watch TV. No, I, I don't, I don't watch shows. Nobody wants my opinion on House of Dragon or Rings of Power or anything else or any movies that are coming out. I don't watch movies. I just work and gamble. We're working on a crossover episode, you know. Uh, well, no, I don't want a together. crossover. I don't want. Oh, you just want you want to go solo. You no, because solo. no, because you've been called on solo. <laughs> Jermaine's been called on solo. So a crossover episode is just like, all right, we'll get Nick because you know I don't watch TV. I, well, I don't I mean, watch TV. I don't like movies. So why would you talk to me? I wasn't in the Navy. I couldn't talk to Top Gun. That's fine. That's fine. So to Revenge of the Pot, I say I'm waiting. Let him know. You I just, just did. You're just not a you're just not a tier one guest, you know? They kept hounding me until I said yes. I, I'm you know? I'm gonna I'm gonna say yeah, something. They haven't, they, haven't, they haven't even hounded me at all. They didn't even ask me at all. I I'm was there say, I was there in person and they didn't even ask me. I, I'm gonna say I don't blame him as far as why I don't think he's been on the show. And this could be completely off. I could be just completely wrong. But I think it's just because you don't got that Latin ancestry. Right, they 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 seem to be only bringing on Aren't people you that Italian? come. Bro, I'm everything. I'm everything you need me to be. I'm the right to. I'm the right race or culture or religion at the right time. I blend in. I'm a chameleon. Saudi Arabian. Yeah. Hey, if you need me to, bro, I'll kick a bitch to the back seat and cut a hand off. I don't give a fuck. There's only one cultural ambiguous individual on this podcast. We won't name who it is, but we know who it is. It's me. Also, I could be any European person. Also, <laughs> also Nick. Yeah. You stink, bro. You got to up your pod credentials is what it is, dude. Just, 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 just own up to it. Got to be better to get better. Okay. <laughs> all right we got all right we got well jermaine didn't jermaine didn't even that's actually really funny that means that makes us a very like very professional podcast eric <laughs> eric gave a shout out to nevada and i said yeah nevada and i have been kicking around the idea for years now of creating our own uh colorado themed podcast underneath the room 303 umbrella so maybe i'll just go do that good riddance well, i mean i'm not gonna stop doing this one well no sorry you you can only guess. You can't start a whole new pod. I will I will cut you out and work with Eric exclusively. No, uh, no, I'm going solo, bro. You're going solo. It's just gonna yeah, be room just, three. Just I'll call just... me. Just call me Beyonce. Beyonce. Beyonce, or Madonna, Beyonce bro. <laughs> just call me Beyonce or Madonna, bro. I'm Beyonce. solo. I'm a start. Look, Jermaine. What if I call you Madonce? Jer- Jermaine lends itself. To just a one name individual. I thought your name was Jerome. Well, so does my mom. <laughs> does Jermaine really lend itself to a one name? One hundred percent, bro. It's two. It's two syllables. It's not common. It's better than Eric. Okay. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm Eric. I keep keep eye out for a uh, Brothiqua coming hey, real soon. Hey, have a heavy breathing with Enrique. That should be your podcast. <laughs> yeah, that should have been the name of his his segment. Bro. Heavy breathing with heavy Enrique. breathing with eat. No, it's not. And dude, don't. Why we got to bring up the Enrique? Because <laughs> it triggers we, you, bro. That man. <laughs> that man died. Enrique died three years uh, ago. Uh, Enrique bro. lives in our hearts and minds. <laughs> 
We're, Whatever. This is, a, this is a pro Enrique podcast. This is a pro Enrique. <laughs> Bring back Enrique. Bro, Viva la Enrique. <laughs> All right, we're derailed because I stepped away. That's my apologies, ladies and gentlemen. It looks like I'm up first, correct? Yeah, for your head-to-head. Give give me your loser of the week. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I'm the only one who subscribes to the podcast motto. Uh, You know, I'm the only one who's delivering the fade-ass motto. You're welcome. Making this professional. I really, this board, there's so many juicy things on this, this board. Which is separate from what you say normal weeks. Usually the board is shit, in my opinion. This is a real fantastic board. Jets' money line seems outstanding. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and take Cardinals at home. uh, Two-point favorites. It's a great pick. I'm going to take Green Bay minus four and a half. Hold on. AZ cards. <laughs> he didn't even type yet. You already oh had the second god. pick in. Uh, you had the cards at what, Jermaine? Oh my god. The, at the spread. You have, you have the, I have card spread. I believe it's minus two, sir. Look at him look on the screen. Get bro, glasses. He, gla- he needs glasses so bad, bro. It's so funny. Oh my god. Uh, the glasses are blowing up to like 400%. That would, see, the only reason he doesn't have glasses is because the optometrist doesn't come to his house. With the million dollar machines, bro. Nicholas, the, Nicholas, the what's your pick? Is terrible for Green you. Bay minus four and a half, or whatever spread you can see. Hopefully, minus it's four mi- and a half. hopefully it's minus two. Yeah, hopefully it is minus two. All right, so we have the Cardinals, and then we have. What's the? By the way, go over the. Did you go over the records, Eric, for the year? Before we uh, go to the week six review, yeah. Uh, so Jermaine is one and four. Nicholas three and two. I'm four and one. Um, we have the Cardinals. I'm just trying to make the parlay for us this week as well. Uh, the Packers. And I'm going to take. Man, this is tough. It's a good tough. week. I like this week. You know what? I'm going to get ballsy here. All right. I'm going to get a little crazy. Go loco. Are you taking a money line dog again? I am taking a money line dog. Jesus Christ. Oh, he's going to take a fucking cop out. Fucking... Watch. He's going to put Jets money line like a fucking. <laughs> Give me noob. Detroit money line. Oh, he's ruining the parlay. No, dude. I'm I'm in the parlay. <laughs> I'm ruining true. the parlay. That's true. So we have what Cardinals it, minus it, two, yeah. Packers minus four and a half. Detroit money line gives us plus 1193. Oh, if you scribe to Bovada, it's plus 1205. I should just change. I should change my pick, huh? No, no, no. Well, I just put the parlay in on Bavada, so. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's not a bad pick. I was just saying. Let me get. I want to do. I want to go Jets money line, bro. But all right. What? No, what is... no. It's 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 like those answers in school, dude. You can't you can't go back. It was your first choice. <laughs> uh. Yeah, all right. All right. That's if that's the case, I can't go back as my first choice. So for wow. those of you at home, we will know by four PM whether this uh parlay hits or not. Actually, we probably will know after Thursday. What do you mean we'll know by four PM if it hits? Because all the games are either Thursday night or one PM games. Oh, you mean four PM on Sunday. Correct. I thought you were talking about tomorrow, and I was just no. like, damn, don't disrespect the Saints like that. It's still a good football team. We just can't win. <laughs> like, it's, that's We just can't win, dude. We don't got nobody. We can't win. It's just the nature of the beast. 
it's tough being a, a fan of my sports team. Although, shout out Manchester United. Got a nice, good dub today. 2-0 defeat of Tottenham. And uh, it wasn't even that close. Yeah, don't look now, but uh, Ter Hag is uh, beating, the, beating the guys he needs to beat in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah, so we have a win over Liverpool. We have a win over Arsenal. And we have a win over Tottenham. We obviously got trounced by Man City. Uh, that's not actually too shocking, though. Since Sorry, Man beating City. some of the teams he needs to beat. Man City is good. Like, ungodly good. Um, Way too early UCL pick. You have Man City winning it all or what? Oh, man. I don't want to bet UCL right now. It has been <laughs> it has been all over the map. If I had to bet somebody, Bayern is just I, I don't trust Bayern. I don't trust Liverpool. I don't trust Chelsea. Let me look at let me look at this real quick so I can refresh myself on the uh, on the Champions League group. By the way, Champions League break this week. Uh no Champions League this week. I believe it starts up next week again. I don't believe it starts up next week again. And for the listeners We'll try to get better about letting you know what the next podcast will hold in store. But we have our World Cup episode coming up very, very soon. It's fast approaching. We are, what is today? The 19th. So we are about one month away from November 20th, which is the kickoff for this Winter World Cup for us. Obviously, it's summer some places. But... um, it should be fascinating. I'm so hyped. I legitimately cannot wait for the World Cup. I I may not watch the National Football League. Like, yeah, maybe not. Like yeah. come middle of November. I, I mean, like so back back to the back to UEFA. If you go off pure dominance, Napoli is four and zero with the highest goal differential in the competition right now. Yeah, but in Napoli's in a group with Liverpool winning. and AX. Napoli's not winning. Ajax lost the coach that had made them the darling that we bet on, and they lost several key pieces during the transfer window. I I think we might have overvalued this group in that because Napoli was one of our three that we picked to come out for the you know the third place teams that still qualify. Bayern uh, is the only other four and O team, and they have the second highest goal differential. Man, and they still got to play Barca one more time, right? Yeah. Yeah, Barca's not making the knockout round. They still have to play Victoria Plaza and Inter again. So, but as it stands right now, no, they're three points back of Inter. They've already played Bayern twice? No, this is the second time they play Bayern. Oh, this coming matchup. This coming matchup, correct. And that's next week, correct? Correct. All right. Well, uh, there's that little impromptu, uh, impromptu UCL coverage. Do we have anything else for the listeners, boys? All right. You heard it there. Utter silence means concurrence. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon-Mendez. This has been my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us EPE. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. We'll